0: Hello and welcome to Coffee with Conservationists, a podcast where I sit down with anyone who dedicates their life to protecting, researching and documenting nature. I talk to them about their work in wildlife conservation, human and wildlife coexistence, community projects and worldwide environmental issues. Today I've actually got two featured coffees, I'll talk more about them at the end of this episode. In this episode, after quite a long break from the podcast, I talk with Hedvika McInnova, Hedvika is an award-winning filmmaker and wildlife TV researcher. We talk about her highly successful graduate film, It's Been Too Hot, which gives a detailed look at the effects of the climate crisis on the coffee industry. I finally managed to get a guest on the podcast who perfectly brings together coffee and conservation. Hi Hedvika, welcome to the podcast. This is going to be an interesting one because it's kind of a a bonus episode. It's not specifically... um, the sort of subjects we'd normally talk about, but it is very much about coffee Um, at the end of the day. We're both drinking coffee. um, And I love that you were delayed because you were making a cup of coffee. That's like the only (laughs) excuse um, for for being late. Um, We'll start it off as we normally do by getting to know you a bit. Could you tell me about yourself and where your interest in nature and conservation first started?
1: Hmm. Yeah, thank you for having me, George. Uh, so my name is Hedvika, I come from the Czech Republic where I think that's where the interest probably began because I live uh, very close to the mountains. So I think when I was about 15, I first started like using my camera and taking pictures of landscapes. So this sort of uh, interest took me to the UK where I joined a great course marine and natural history photography. And that's like where my connection to nature got even stronger because I found a lot about uh, how we need to conserve nature and all the important issues that uh, we are facing right now. So yeah, I finished that course in May and I'm currently living in Bristol, working in Wildlife TV.
0: Amazing. Yeah, that's uh, definitely one of the many people who've joined the kind of Falmouth to Bristol pipeline of uh, budding wildlife filmmakers. Um so it's great it's going to be great to see what you get up to in the future. So we're here to talk about a few things. Um but the connecting theme is coffee. Coffee is something that so many of us kind of seem to take for granted now and subsist on whether that's like having a Sunday morning ritual or grabbing a Starbucks in your like busy morning commute whatever it is so many people drink coffee. Um I don't think there's very many people I know who don't like it. So, I think like like everything, the coffee industry is at risk at the minute from a lot of factors um cl- The climate crisis is a big one, and your film it 's been too hot seeks to explore and communicate this um Could you kind of give us a breakdown of your film the the premise, the pitch, and what initially drew you to the subject
1: yeah, absolutely um you summarized that really well so many of us drink coffee, but we take it for granted. Before I started this project, I was kind of the same. I was very interested in coffee. I worked as a barista for a couple of years. So already I kind of like was trying to know a bit more about what I'm drinking. But again, I, I didn't know much about climate change uh, affecting coffee production that much. So about a year ago, I was trying to figure out what my project for university should be, my final project. And I thought it would be a great idea. If I could combine my passion for filmmaking, uh, conservation filmmaking with that love for coffee, but I really didn't have the story yet. And so I was doing some research and I found out about coffee being severely impacted by climate change. I found out that by 2050, uh, I think 50% of the land for growing coffee could disappear simply because the con- conditions will not be favorable enough. So. Once I I found that out, I knew that that was going to be my story. And that is uh, (laughs) kind of what I've been doing for the past year. Uh, This film took me to Costa Rica and Tanzania, where I spoke to coffee farmers and I collaborated with organizations that told me all about how climate change is affecting them, but mostly about the solutions. So that's kind of what I wanted It's Been Too Hot to be because... There is that horrible effect of climate change and the premise of not knowing what's gonna happen to coffee if we will be able to enjoy a cup in the future. But I wanted it to be a solution-based film because uh, there are many things farmers can do about it. They are not uh, very easy and uh, most farmers uh, do need help with that. But there is something that the farmers and us us can do as well to help coffee from disappearing. (laughs) prevent the from disappearing.
0: I mean it sounds like an incredible film and uh, definitely one of those things that I think a lot of people coming to university to do the course um, that I'm currently studying as well is uh, they kind of come and they, they think that it's all going to be about just like traditional what we see as traditional wildlife filmmaking or photography and people like you graduating and then producing these these films about slightly niche subjects, slightly more specific um, subjects that still link into natural history filmmaking, obviously, but aren't just kind of a bit more extra than the kind of blue chip um, things that we've all grown up with. And I think that, I mean, from just from you describing it and from the trailer, uh, you've met some incredible people along the way, um, I'm sure from sort of the farmers on the ground and the people working in the organizations is there anyone who particularly stood out to you on your on your travels? Anyone who really kind of just captivated your attention?
1: Um, there's definitely a lot of very interesting people I've met and I think I've been kind of blessed that my character, uh, my film is full of really extraordinary characters but one person that really stood out to me was Guillermo who was a farmer in Costa Rica. Uh, he's from a, He's from a family that grew coffee for generations, and he's this, like, really wise man. Basically, their farm is, it's completely different to what I've seen before in Costa Rica. You can feel that the farm is really healthy. You go in there and you feel, like, how much they are connected to nature. They uh, grow trees to uh, shade the coffee plants, which also helps them to adapt to climate change. But they also do it because of biodiversity. The trees are important to them because uh, birds nest in them and then the birds also help them with uh, pest control. So it was really interesting to see how they fa- their farm sort of everything there worked together and Guillermo was just such a passionate man <laughs> that really kn- knew everything about nature, coffee and was very dedicated to protecting it.
0: That's amazing. I think that there's... Um... People actually going to so people working in coffee companies who actually have shown or said that they've gone to the farms that they buy from and actually learned and met the people right at the origin is um is a massive massive green flag for me when looking at what coffee I want to buy as well um because it's always just mo- the most amazing experience I can never imagine anything um as powerful as just finding and meeting the person who's made the who's growing the bean that you're now drinking it's uh, it, it must be a really incredible experience um talking of incredible experiences um your film just got selected as a finalist at the jackson Wild film festival now i was like i'm incredibly excited about this most people will go what's that just the film festival people who don't know it's kind of like the oscars of natural history television I I would say it's probably the one of the biggest if not the biggest wildlife film festivals um so it's a pretty massive uh achievement and honor to be selected what was your how did you feel what was your initial reaction when you heard the news
1: oh I was absolutely I couldn't believe it I remember I read the message when I was at work and like for the next two hours I couldn't focus on anything because it slowly like started getting to me at first I was like okay cool that's great and then you realize like oh my god my film is actually going to be screened amongst these incredible wildlife and natural history films and i think that is the best part about it because uh, by being selected as a finalist you have it screened and seen by a really wide audience and that is really what uh, what is important with whatever film you do and especially with this because i can i can only imagine them all being there at the film festival Drinking coffee in the morning, and then they will see this film, and hopefully, it will make some sort of impact on them. So yeah, it's it's an incredible honor for me, and I'm really excited for it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's that's just so powerful. I think it's uh, I can't even begin to imagine what I would be thinking or going through if something like that happened to me. And I think it's a really good um, good lesson to tell, like either current H P students or freshers going into the marine natural History photography course because as I said a lot of people go in with very sort of set expectations which means you know they're often limited in in what they do and then after a couple of months they see how, what the potential of what they could do with their work and a lot of their ideas change and to have a um, am I right in saying you only graduated in this year or last year? Yes yeah, I have. Okay, so it, to have a li- a really recent graduate have something so huge to their name and such a big achievement, I think is a really massive um, kind of thing for current students and freshers to look up to as well, um, because it shows that, oh, look, we can, you know, people who do the course and take as much as they can out of it, do go places, do achieve something pretty soon. And it's, you know, obviously you're a, a pretty special uh, case I don't think everyone who graduates will immediately get selected, uh, like, automatically, but it's... uh, um, Yeah, I think it's just a really amazing thing for the current students to be aspiring to and looking looking up to.
1: Um, I guess, like, the point to take from this is that it is possible. And I think, like, it's a lot because of the course as well, because during my past year, I had such an incredible support from all my teachers whilst I was making this film and it it made a huge difference so I'm pretty sure that without that uh, the film wouldn't wouldn't be the way it is now so yeah very big thanks to them as well and yeah I guess also because this was my final project and I never wanted it to see as a student project I never wanted it to be just another thing that I submit that I finish university with I like took it as an opportunity to create a film and to create something that was passionate about and that I would dedicate all my all my time to so yeah I think that is really important thing to do with all your projects there because it's just an incredible amount of time that you have when you're at university and only now that I'm not I'm realizing how great it actually was so yeah take uh, uh, all the advantage of it
0: (laughs) yeah definitely a really good lesson um, and something that I hope people who watch this or listen to this in whatever form it takes in the end will uh, will heed or listen to. Um, I think something I really seek to promote on this podcast is sort of at the end of each episode, I try and talk about an ethical and sustainable coffee. Obviously, it's quite hard to really narrow down what that means. Um, it's It's a really tricky industry to navigate, obviously. However much I've spoken to the people who who sell me the coffee, however much I've spoken to the people who have been to the farms, it's pretty much, you know, I don't think I could guarantee that every single step of my, of the supply chain of every single coffee that I've talked about on here is 110% ethical and sustainable. It's It's really hard. For my listeners at home who are going to the shops tomorrow and they've run out of coffee and they want to buy some more, what's the do you you think there is any way to truly tell if the supply chain is ethical of the coffee they're buying or what's the what's the best way for them to see
1: it is really tricky i've been kind of struggling with that myself over the past year and probably longer um what coffee what coffee you buy does affect a lot so it definitely is a good idea to kind of think about that a bit more when, you, when you, like you say, you go to the shops and you pick what you're going to drink. Um, I personally, I don't buy coffee at a supermarket because those tend to be the cheap coffees that don't really, don't, don't really reflect the price of uh, actually producing the coffee. Uh, like first thing I would do is probably go for single origin coffee. Uh, that way you can actually know, sometimes you can know who grew it, where is it grown, What's it gonna taste like um, and then of course you have all the certifications you have organic coffee there's a uh, bird friendly coffee which is grown like sustainably in a forest which also supports biodiversity like i talked about um for example in costa rica i also visited the first carbon neutral coffee farm in the world so uh yeah since then i have been trying to look for coffee that is sort of trying to minimize the effect of climate change as well by reducing their carbon footprint. But it is a really tricky situation. (laughs) There are definitely a couple of really good brands in the UK. I have been buying coffee from uh, Source Climate Change Coffee, which uh, basically works with farmers that are committed to uh, reducing deforestation and growing coffee more sustainably. And I'm sure there are many more there's for example bird and wild coffee, which only has coffee that is bird friendly but yeah <laughs> that like i said it's it's a really tricky topic, but uh already if you start by thinking of what coffee you should buy instead of taking it for granted, you are kind of on the journey of making it better
0: <laughs> mm. if you i mean you kind of answer this a couple of like with a couple of examples there but um obviously at the end of each episode so far on the traditional platforms that I've been putting podcasts out on I've spoken about a what I find as an ethical and sustainable coffee company and there is a lot I mean I've done what have I done now 25 episodes so 25 I think one got repeated uh, once or twice so maybe 23 coffee brands should we say that um, I've spoken about and that's that's a lot just in just in general i I keep getting targeted ads for different like ethical and sustainable coffee companies, and it's um oh like my Instagram's full of them, and you've kind of got to really dig a little deeper than the average consumer I think to really find out what you're getting into um if there was one one really amazing brand that you think I should be talking about and featuring on this episode, what would it be and why
1: um I would probably go for, like I mentioned before, Source Climate Change Coffee, because uh, before I was already talking to them about interviewing them for the film. Unfortunately, because of lockdown in the UK, I couldn't do it in the end. But I spoke to the person uh, managing the company before, and they do seem to do things in a pretty sustainable way. That person traveled through coffee farms for many years, so they really know what they are talking about. And... Yeah, they're working with farmers and kind of helping them to uh to reduce the effects of climate change as well and kind of also spreading the word about it which i think is really important
0: amazing yeah i'll definitely talk about them and and research them a bit more I'll leave their links and everything in the description um and probably looking into them for a future episode as well um bird and wild coffee i'm really happy to hear you mention as well so I wasn't sure i have done a little bit of research, but probably not enough to be able to put it up there on the list yet. Um, so because it's uh, I've heard you talk about it, I'll, I'll dig, do some more digging and uh, hopefully get that featured at some point as well.
1: Yeah, um, I'm also not, not mm. completely. Uh, I haven't done that much research about Bird and Wild, just to say. Uh, I've just sort of been using them to get more information about Shea Grown Coffee.
0: Yeah, because
1: I do think it's great that they only have coffee from these farms that are like, supporting biodiversity. But uh, concerning the coffee itself and the ethics of it, yeah, that would require more research.
0: Yeah, definitely agree. We're gonna finish off with a little quick fire round, if that's all right. So this is like four quick questions that I've been asking all my guests since right at the start of begin uh, the beginning of last year. Um, I mean, if you want to take, they're quite hard. So if you want to take a bit longer um I've only had about five or six people who have been able to like actually like snap answer them really quickly um so it's not it's it's called a quick fire round but if you take like three minutes for a question don't worry it's it's cool um first off what's your favorite animal oh my god <laughs> anyway, you can do the first one
1: um I'm gonna go with whale shark
0: yeah that was pretty fast <laughs> that was definitely pretty fast Um, Where's a place you like to go and connect with nature? Like, the one place you feel really at home, outside?
1: I would probably do Costa Rica again, because yeah, I feel like I haven't had uh, that much time to actually explore the nature there and they are pretty committed to all the eco things, uh, sustainability and all that, so yeah, I would choose that
0: do you have a conservation hero? And by this, I just mean someone in your field of interest that you really, really look up to and admire for whatever Um, reason.
1: I definitely look up to Inka Creswell, for example, who is a filmmaker and she recently did a film about corals. And yeah, she's, she's pretty big on, uh, all things, uh, sustainable and kind of very big, very big, like sort of personality on Instagram and uh, these platforms. So I've been following her journey, and yeah, I think she's an incredible filmmaker as well.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Having followed her for quite a while on social media and and her current work, um, she's an incredible person. Last off, um, how do you take your coffee?
1: How do I take my coffee? Uh, I make filter coffee, black, no sugar, no milk. <laughs>
0: Plain and simple, I like it, that's yeah. a, it's a good way. Um, So yeah, I think we can wrap it up, but before we go, where can people find you? Uh, where can people kind of see your work? Um, what your social media handles, that kind of thing.
1: So uh, the best way to follow me and the film probably would be on Instagram, that's just, it's been too hot. Uh, that way you can find out more about the film, you can find out where you can watch it and you can contact me as well. Uh. You can also follow my work on my website, which is just uh, HedvikaMichnova.com. And yeah, uh, you can definitely feel free to reach out to me, email, call.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time. Um, it's been a, a bit of a short one uh, than my usual episodes, but really packed a lot of important stuff into there. And I really hope people will go, go and watch your film and learn some really important things from, from the work you've done.
1: Yeah, thank you, George, for having me.
0: Thanks again to Hedvika for taking the time to speak to me today. All the links to her social media will be in the description down below. So in today's episode, we're featuring two coffees. If you managed to get this far, you'll know that Hedvika does talk in the episode about source climate change coffee. But also, if you listen to the previous episode, episode 26, you'll know that during my chat with Ben and Shudo, we actually featured this coffee already. So, I'll talk briefly about another one, Café Monteverde. This is an excellent coffee company featured in Hedviga's film. Café Monteverde is a Costa Rican association of 18 families with deep roots in coffee, agriculture, conservation and education. They strive to sustainably grow and roast coffee in the shade of the Costa Rican cloud forest. All the links to both companies' websites and their stories will be as ever in the description. Coffee with Conservationists is now available on most mainstream streaming services such as Spotify, Anchor, Google and Apple Podcasts. As ever, thank you all so much for listening. I've been your host, George Steedman jones and this is Coffee with Conservationists.